Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. I've been so better. Okay, so what we were saying, um, for those of you who don't know her story, um, Jenny's story, she was a teacher and then she stopped being a teacher and then like always had that in her that she was like meant to be a teacher. Like I honestly, I have a lot of teacher friends and I don't know if I've ever met anyone that is just so like, you should be a teacher. Like, why are you not a teacher? Like you are like such a good, you would be such a good teacher. Um, Cause like her heart's and her soul's in it. So that's what happens when we're younger, we're born with this like heart and soul, this thing that God is like, okay, I need you to do this. Like I have all these kids and I need, you're the perfect person that's going to teach them your impact on these kids' lives. You're going to raise up people that change the world. Or maybe it's like, I'm going to put all of this in you and I'm going to make you have a hobby of arts and crafts of a sense of scrapbooking specifically that I want you to impact people that are also interested in something so specific as scrapbooking, because you're going to make an impact. And these people are going to go change the world. We all have this like reason why we're made, whether you believe it or not, it's there. So if you want to be like, I'm not special, like he's not talking about me. (laughs) Like, Like I'm not the chosen one. I'm not like you are. And you can just keep ignoring that. And eventually you will see it. But the world has beat the truth out of you of who you are and what you're supposed to do and who you're supposed to become. And that like soul feeling in you that you just change to be around all the people you're around. And you kind of just slowly like lose your shape and fit into this cookie cutter mold of the world of just, well, I should be, you know, it's good enough. I have a job. I should just be grateful. I have some income. I should, you know, something like that. Uh, Jenny says, I thought I would be happy switching to a stay-at-home mom. I was cool with it until teaching fell back into my lap and she's missed it so much. So you might be in a season to do this change where God was like, nope, I need you home with your family. And that was your season and you were there and you lived that because we need to stop trying to control the plans that God has for our own life. And be like, no, this is what I want to do. And just be faithful where you've been placed until God moves where you are. He doesn't need you to be on board to change your life and to move where you are, but you do have to be obedient. So when you say like, yes, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to follow this. Maybe you felt like super called to quit your job or sell your house or move to a different state or switch churches or end a friendship or have an uncomfortable conversation. Like if you're feeling like, Oh, I really should do this, but you, but you're just afraid to do it. And you finally do it and you're obedient. You're in this new phase of like, Oh my gosh, is this even real? And it feels like everything's just like whirling around you. You're so excited. You are in this brand new thing. So everything just feels new. 
you are staying up later, you're waking up earlier, you have all of this, like all of this motivation, because you see a vision and vision can be very energetic. And especially if it's God's vision, that's super energetic. So you're like, okay. And you're feeling closer to God too. Like, okay, God, what do you have in store for me? Like, uh, this is great. I love this new me. And you're kind of just like, have no idea what you're doing. And you're just running around in this excitement. And then it's always nice because God does slow you down right after to be like, okay, okay, hang on a second. <laughs> like, like come back. You're getting like, you're getting excited again. You're starting to do things in your own way. You're starting to not need me as much. You're starting to rely on yourself more. You're too busy for me. You don't take time for me anymore. You used to wake up and listen to me. Now you don't. And you're getting too far gone. Come back here. I need to talk to you. And you being on this call right now and me even having this message, because today we were not supposed to talk about this, but just anyone who's on this call right now, even if you get on every day, it, it doesn't matter if you're on here or you're listening to this recording, this is a breadcrumb that God is leaving you to encourage you to go to the next level or encourage you to, okay, I'm hearing you. I know you've been drawing me closer because that's what God does. He first initiates and will call you to him. Like that's what happens first is you have that feeling of like, oh, I really should wake up right now and read my Bible, or I really should wake up right now and like listen to a sermon while I stretch. Or you have these things where like, I really should, I really should journal. I really should journal right now, but you know, I'll do it later. Like when you have this feeling like that is, that is God telling you to do these things. He is calling you. You're like, please give me the next piece, please. I need to keep moving. Like you're praying and he's trying to answer you, but because you do not listen to him and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this my own way. It's not being answered. Like do it my way and I'll bring you there. Like he will first seek. And then when you come back and you're receptive of that, then that's when you move to the next level. So a lot of times we're just too busy. Most of the time we're just too busy and, on, and if someone was watching your entire life like God is, he doesn't think you're too busy. There is nobody who is too busy to spend time with God. And God knows everything that you do and watches what you do. And it's not. You're not too busy. It was my excuse forever. And then my excuse was, I'm not a morning person. I don't like to get up in the morning very early. And then it was like, okay, well, why don't you do it at night then? Like, why are you? And then I'm like, oh, at night I'm just tired. And I just want to like watch Netflix. And I don't feel like, like learning something or like being on, I just want to turn my brain off. You know, there's times in, in need for that too. But so you feeling like your whole, well, your whole family is sick and slowed you down and brought you like to this quiet spot is because God is trying to tell you something. And so the more time that, the more that you can just like surrender to like, okay, okay, forget it. I'll land out all day and launch sermons. Like, it's nice. I actually wrote down a, a thing I want to post about is telling, encouraging people to take a God day off work. Like a lot of people take like sick days or in my family, I encourage my whole family to take mental health days. And I even tell my kids, like, you're allowed to come to me and say, mom, I need a mental health day off of school. Like you're allowed to do that. You can say that. And, but why don't we take God days who are like, okay, clearing my whole schedule. All I'm doing is hanging out with God today, journaling, um, taking a bath and listening to a sermon, 
and like all these things that you can be doing to spend your whole day with God. If you're feeling like your life is in a whirlwind right now, if you have a big decision to make, if you feel like you're in a really low spot where you're like barely hanging on, or you're about to go back to that addiction, or you're about to go back to that toxic friendship or that bad relationship, or you're like about to do what always felt comfortable. You need a God day more than anyone else needs a God day. That's a great time to do it and to take time. But that message is for someone slow down. And I pray that God slows me down. And that's a scary prayer to pray. <laughs> like that is scary, but also to know that I don't need to pray for that, for God to do it. So it's not scary when I'm praying it out of obedience. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking to see the areas of my life that I need to see. So however that needs to happen, I'm letting God do it because I know that in his path, it's, it feels better. It just straight up feels better. Like That's it. It feels better. Every single human wants to feel really good, feel fulfilled, be totally joyful, happy, purposeful. Like that is what people want in life is this feeling. It's not actually money. We might think it's money and we might even be like, no, no, life, trust me, life would be way easier if I had a lot of money. And you might think it does because you've never been in those shoes of knowing what comes with that. But I promise you from experience, it doesn't work that way. Just because you have a better house or a better job or a better car, it's not going to make things. You have to be content in your own way. So one thing that I really love, well, let me just say, I'm happy that you're all here. Very happy you're here. Um, I am going to create, if you're not in our Telegram chat, um, for those of you listening to the recording, you can get on live and you can join our Telegram chat to be connected with a group of people. We've realized that it's so hard to like do this thing out on our own. And because of COVID and because of, all of us being all over the country uh, and I'm connected to people all over the world. It's just great to have like this little co-working shared workspace together. So nobody's on an Island. I really do want every, I do, I like am craving this community and I want to create this so bad in here where people start to learn more about other people. So what I'm going to do is, start to highlight different members, I'm going to ask, I'm going to send you a little survey and you fill it out so we can learn a little bit about you and we can highlight you on the calls so we can start learning. But if you're in the telegram chat, you can also talk in there. Like, like anyone can say anything in there. Like, Hey, can you guys check out this post? What would you change? Or um, what do you, what do you guys know about um, podcasts? Or, I mean, this is the point of it. The point of it is this, and I am going to be making a Facebook group very soon with it so that we can actually have like threads and really see stuff. Um, so I think that that'll be really great. But in the Telegram chat, I'm going to put a survey in there or um, a little link that you can click on. And I want to know more of what you're struggling with. It'll be anonymous. You don't have to put your name on there. And I want to know like, more of what you want help with, because there's a lot of really talented people who are getting on that have amazing information and insights on so much. 
And so that will also help connect and to say, hey, if you have questions about this, if you have questions about Instagram um, specifics and TikTok, go to April. If you have questions about branding and engagement and mission and impact, go to Taryn. If you have, like, I want people to be able to know like where to go because there's a lot of really good information just right here within our little community. But I want to know the things that you want to know. Like, do you want to know more about social media? Do you want to know more about funnels or different things? So you're going to have an opportunity to be able to say like, um, and also like a Q&A, like you can type in a question, like, what do you do if, or how do you set up or what do you think about so that you guys can just do that? Um, I was even thinking of making it like a text message system where you can just text your question to this number and it'll just save in there. Um, just something that's a little easier. So as you think of questions throughout the day, you can just save this number in your phone as questions and then you can just text them and then it'll be perfect. So I'll just be on here so we can have them. But what I love about this is that people that know that they were meant for more, you know, everyone is meant for more, but only some of us realize it. So when you realize it, that there's something else that God has for you in store, that this isn't it. This isn't it. And you're, you're, you don't have to just surrender to the attack that you're under right now in whatever area of your life. It's just the devil trying to cut you down. And especially because you know that you're made for more, now you're a threat. I was watching this documentary last night, highly recommend you watch it called Cowspiracy. Now I watched it maybe like four or five years ago and I rewatched it with John last night and it is so good. It is so good and it's facts. And what's it called? Cowspiracy. Cowspiracy? Cowspiracy. C-O-W. Oh, cow. S-P, yeah, spiracy. Oh, and it's about the agriculture industry and what's happening to the world. And do you know that the people that are number one on the FBI list are people who are lobbying and rallying the environmentalists, these groups of people, they're considered the number one terror to the FBI because they're going against what they want to happen. The people that are standing up and speaking out and saying, oh no, we're not doing this. They're the biggest threat to what people are trying to do here. So don't you think that people like us that are like, oh no, the devil's not going to get you down. Let me help you. I'm going to fight this. Don't you think he is like ticked off? Like, like, oh, Taryn, shut up. Stop talking to people. Like, what can I do to shut this girl up? Like, <laughs> oh, I know I'm going to get in her head. I'm going to, I'm going to say this or oh, I know I'm going to have this person comment or I'm going to have this, like he is just like playing and trying desperately to, to get me off my, off my throne. But you know what? All you have to do is just say like, you can keep messing with me all you want. I'm not going anywhere. So you're wasting your time. Go find someone else. Go find someone else. You, and he will eventually leave you alone. The Bible says that he will. It, he has to. And so when we're together like this and we know we're made for more and we're trying to figure out what that looks like, there's so many different stages of that. Stage one is like, I think I'm, I think I'm made to do more. And then phase two is like, no, I'm not. And then phase three is like, no, I am. Oh my gosh, what is this? 
and you really believe at that time. And then the next stage is, okay, let me figure out what this even looks like. And you actually start doing things. You start taking classes, you, you start investing, you start spending your investing money or your time to try to figure out what it is. Like, am I supposed to be a teacher again? Oh, okay. I'm going to start applying or am I supposed to right now? April's looking for a job and she's looking and she's praying and she wants something perfect. And so like everyone's hiring, right? We see that everywhere, but April was like, oh, I didn't really realize how hard it was to find a job. I'm like, well, God doesn't want you to find a job right now. So it doesn't matter how many people you apply to, that you're not going to get one. Or maybe it's not the right one. And he's trying to teach her because, because I see April's worth and I see how great she is and how chosen and anointed she is at what she does. But we don't see that in ourselves as much as people see it in us. And so to her, she's like all excited about these jobs and told me about the one. And I'm like, and she was excited about, I'm like, you should be making double than that. Like you are so good. Someone would be so lucky to have you working for that. Like hit the jackpot. And especially because I used to be in HR and recruiting and I know the type of people that come in for interviews. And I like, this is what you long for as someone like April to join your company. So I'm like, no, God has a huge thing in store for you. But if and April believes that, and if she thought, well, come on, like, no, I want this own thing. She knows better because she's lived that to just like, let go and be like, okay, God, when I get a job, I guess, I guess it'll be the job you want, you know, and so, and so if you're in that phase of you're, you're trying to like, put yourself out there, like, okay, I'm going to make this course and sell it. And did it work? Did I like it? What were the people like? And the only way that you're going to really learn what you are created to do is if you just keep doing the next thing, just the next step. And then don't get, and write down, there's a huge, huge connect. Like you have to write this down. You have to, have to, have to write it down. This is why I am. Everyone's like ready to write it down. Okay. The thing that you're writing down is. Well, I want you to start actually first by writing down vision. Just write down the word vision. And if you're driving right now, obviously don't do this later or when you stop, put it in your phone, but write down the word vision. And I want you to write down the next thing that like one thing that God is telling you that you need to do in order to get to the next step in your journey of life. One thing that God's telling you to do. And a lot of you can probably think of a few things. Like if you're trying to create a brand right now on Instagram, or you're trying to start a podcast or an email list, or you're trying to get your house in order, and you're trying to pour into your kids or adapt to a new season or overcome a trauma or whatever you're doing, you wrote down one thing. You probably know at least three, four, maybe. So you are not allowed to get impatient or discouraged at all about your journey until you do this next thing. And you are now not allowed to ever again say that you don't know what to do because you have it written down and it's in front of you and you know that you need to do this. 
And so stop being so impatient and thinking, oh, I just wish that I was doing this over here. I wish that this would work for me. I wish it's only going to work if you work. And I was listening to part six of Michael Todd's Crazier Faith today, and it's called Faith Like a Farmer. And he talks all about the farmers. One third of the Bible is analogies about farming, which is just crazy. And so if you have faith like a farmer, if the soil is right and you put the seed in, the farmer doesn't stand in the field, standing at the seed, praying like, God, please let the seed go. Please let it come on. Like, let, He like puts it in, walks away, doesn't think about it again, comes back, it popped up, he takes care of it. He takes care of it. <laughs> Just, takes care. I don't know why I said all those weird words, those words, all those weird ways. Maybe because I'm thinking farmer and so I'm getting a little like Southern draw, maybe, I don't know. But he takes care of the seeds that sprouted. So we need to be doing things the same way. We do what we know we need to do next and then not worry about it and do the next thing and then do the next thing and then do the next thing. Right now, you're a farmer who hasn't even sowed their seed and you have the you have the thought you saw an ad that the seeds were a good price at this store and you're going to go to that store later on today to buy the seeds and you're sitting at home worrying and stressing are these seeds going to grow oh are these going to grow is this oh i just need food so bad like we're so hungry everyone here is starving we have no food these seeds like wow i wonder if they're going to work I think that they're going to have this like feeling that they will. And you just stay at your house thinking about the seeds that are on sale at the store and you never go pick them up and you never put them in and therefore you die of starvation. And then you're cursing God. I can't believe you let me die. You get up to heaven. I can't believe you. You let me die of starvation. And he's like, I put them on sale. I delivered the, the paper to your house. So you saw that they were on sale. You thought about it and I gave you confirmation. Yes, go buy them. Yes, you're right. But you never did it. And so this is what we're doing in our life. So stop saying in your business or in your journey, what you're trying to do that you don't know the next step. You now have to start doing the next steps. And guess what? We think like us non-farmers are like, ooh, harvest time. Like I can't wait to harvest. Yes, finally the harvest. But you know what? Farmers don't like the harvest. Because it's when the hardest work comes in. Like, oh, it's time to harvest. All right, honey. Goodbye. Packed my lunch. I'll be in the field all day and I'll see you when the sun sets. And they're out there. They're out there from five in the morning until 10, 11, 12. I've seen people, I've seen farmers out there. We have a farm right behind our church. And I've seen people farming that land late at night, well past dark. So it's hard. We have to do the next thing. It is going to be work. We have to step up. We have to do it. I used to have a post-it in front of me because I needed this message so bad and I needed to remember it. So I wrote it down so that my own brain can write it down and put it up. And then I can read the message that I knew was important. That's why I'm turning my office into a, like a prayer closet or a prayer room because I just need what God told me I can do plastered all over when I'm in here. I need to see it everywhere. I have like six pictures of stuff. I need way more. 
I need like every scripture that's powerful to sit in here. So I can just sit in here and I can just read and I can see it. So I have it, I had it written down um, for a long time because I really needed to listen and I needed to, I needed to remember that you can't be mad at the work you didn't do. It's not that you suck at what you're trying to do. It's not that you're bad at it at all. It's that you're just not doing it. You're just not doing it. And it's either because you feel like you're going to be bad at it. So you're just nervous and you don't want to fail and you don't want to mess up. Or you're still allowing yourself to get distracted. Or you still don't know what you want to do because you haven't slowed down to really give it the thought that you need to. It's because you're you're just not doing it. You just have to start doing it. And if you wake up every day and say, like, I, I'm doing this right now with my book. I need to write my book. I have a meeting on February 1st and someone needs to see the manuscript. It has to be done by February 1st. And every day I'm like, I need to write my book. Okay, today, like yesterday, I'm like, oh, the only thing I'm doing today is writing my book. April asked to hang out. I thought about it and I'm like, no. I have to write my book. I have to write my book. She's like, okay, because she's been telling me too. Have you written your book yet? Have you started writing your book yet? So she's been really good accountability. So I told her no, because I needed to write my book. And I didn't write one dang word yesterday on my book. I was busy all day. Yesterday, I was busy. And I was even busy with stuff that God wanted me to do. Stuff that I felt God was giving me these new ideas and just everything was flowing in and I was journaling and I was writing stuff down and I was on my whiteboard and I was really busy. And I was in this office like pretty much all day and I didn't write my book. And so if you know, and that's the number one thing I have written down, write your book, write your book, write your book, write your book. Don't do anything else, write your book. And I know that God's telling me that and I just haven't done it. I've done like some, I have like the chapters written down on my mirror in my bathroom, a couple of random ones, random chapters written down in my notes on my phone, like just the titles of the chapters so I can kind of remember of what I want to write, but I haven't been doing this. So what I need to do and what you need to do, if there's something that you've really been procrastinating that you know is what you're supposed to be doing. First of all, you need to start spending more time with God. So that's why I woke up early this morning and I listened and I put all that good information in my head right when I woke up and it got my wheels spinning for the day and it set my intention for the day. And I prayed for breadcrumbs and I prayed for help throughout my day and to bring me people who need me. How can I serve you? How can you use me as a vessel? I put myself out there. So now I'm ready for the day and I'm like alert and looking. And that's what these wake up calls do is they get you like, wake your body up. Now wake up your mind to the opportunity for the day where if you just wake up and you're like, oh, I'm going to get my coffee and I'll scroll on Instagram. And then the kids are screaming for breakfast. That's the only thing that gets you off of Instagram. So then you go and make them breakfast and you're like just distracted. Like you're never going to really be awake to what you're supposed to be doing. And so waking up and doing that, but if you are at a stage where you're, you have already kind of trial and errored what God wanted you to do. So maybe you started your brand or you started a podcast or you started something. We're all on here because we want to grow and we want to make an impact for something. It's for kids. It's for men, women, children, sick, 
healthy, whatever it is that you're trying to impact, you need to grow your influence online so you can make a bigger impact. There is only so many people in my town that I can impact. There are only so many people that I come in connection with that I can make an impact to. And if you're not at my level ready to receive the impact I can give you, it's not going to make one. So out of the super small town I live in of like 1500 people, like out of the 1500 people, there's probably like 10 that are actually like at a place where they're ready to receive what I have to give. The, the probability could, will God bring them in my path so that I can help them? Yes. He sat me at a table yesterday at the school event. And I know that God put me there because this woman was complaining about her life. And he just laughed because it was like, so God, like I literally stopped eating and I'm like, God totally made me sit here, like chose this seat for me. She like said this thing about her life to her husband about like, being in her thirties and still not, still not being successful and just, um, was just kind of complaining about her level of success and, and not making an impact on the world. And she's like, I, you know, I graduated, we were at our high school for this band food thing. And she said, um, did you go to this high school? And I said, yeah, I did. And we talked about when we graduated and I graduated in 07 I'm a baby. And, and um, she graduated in 05, I think she said, or no, 09, 09. So she was a little younger than me. And she's like, yeah, and I haven't really done much since then, you know, started college, dropped out, got pregnant with a guy and, uh, and her, the guy was there and they had a, a three-year-old son. And she's like, yeah, didn't do much. Now we have to move because um, my aunt bought a house so that we had somewhere to live and we could rent it. And he was like, yeah, you know, we don't really have much to show. We're in our thirties, you know? And they're like, John and I are just sitting there like, and then they go, so what about you guys? Are you like successful or do you do anything fun? And John and I both were like, no, <laughs> like, I was like, nope, because I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to, I was there with my family. I was there. I was like turned off. Taryn was turned off. I was with my family. When I'm in situations like that, I am like very introverted. And so like who I am here with my people is totally different than who I am in the real world without my people. Like, you know, totally different. Like when you're talking to someone who gets you versus someone who you just met, it's like very different. So I was, I was like, oh no. And I just, I was just eating, talking to Skylar. And then God just like literally shoved words out of my mouth. Like I thought I like the thought happened so fast of you should, you have advice for this girl. Like she's deflated. She is just there. And as I was going to think, she said, what's your name? And I said, Taryn. And she's like, I follow you on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, you do? And she's like, yeah, I do. And I said, well, I was just going to say to you that most people aren't even ever successful until they're well past their thirties. So who cares that you're 30 something and you're not successful? You will just don't stop. Keep going, keep trying. And she was like, yeah, okay. And then when she left, I'm like, Fanya, uh, message me on Facebook. Let's stay in, let's stay in touch. And so where God put me in that place, he needed me, but she was probably one of 10 that would have been even open to the impact or anything. Also, 
my words to me, like, if I'm like, that's like nothing, like I didn't make an impact on her. That's what I could have thought. But because I wake up and pray that God uses me to impact people's lives, I knew instantly when we sat down and she started, I'm like, like, I knew instantly that God put me, I'm like, oh, she's one of the people. And then I like, it just came out of me to give her some advice. That wasn't that good of advice, but I pray that God works, like says the words through me that people need to hear. So it takes all the responsibility off of me. Whatever I said is obviously what God wanted her to hear. And it's exactly what she needed to hear to make an impact, to plant a seed. Now it's up to her to take the seed and to believe that it's there and to sow it and then harvest it. But a lot of people won't. A lot of people aren't even in the mindset to receive anything around them because they're so busy and distracted with their life that they're not waking up in the morning and setting their intention for the day. That's what that means. That's what it means when people say, wake up and meditate. Why it's so important to do that is because before your life gets crazy, you have to be like, this is what we're doing. It's like trying to plan a party while the party's happening. Like, Hey, do you guys want to come over today at five o'clock? Okay, cool. And I have to work until four 30. And then you guys start showing up and I'm like, oh my gosh, my house is like, like, pardon this. I'm so sorry. Let me clean up my house. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to drink. Hang on. I got to go to the store. I forgot food. Um, okay, hold on. Like I'll pick up a pizza. I'll wait. The party would probably be so unorganized and everyone would be like starving, thirsty. Would we still have fun? Would we make it work? Yeah. But would it go down as one of the best planned parties? Absolutely not. You have to prepare. And then you have to do, and then it's coming, but you have to know that whatever it is that you're doing every day, it's coming. So I love that we have the ability to make a huge influence and impact on the whole entire world with our mission and our message that we have to people that Alicia, your group of women that you're trying to help that are trying to get their health under control and their weight under control and their mental health included in that. And they're trying to prioritize all of that, but they're battling thyroid issues and they don't even know that the thyroid issue is causing all these problems. There are probably more women that you can help in the whole world to find you than if you were just targeting your own town. Are there people you can help? Yes, you ran into one. <laughs> there are people that are there that you're going to be like, I know God put me in your path for a reason. And it might not be to get a sale. It might not be to give you something. He might've put that person in that situation to wake you up and make you realize that yes, you are called to do this and you are equipped, that you can help people. You can show up, you can be there. It was the confidence that you needed to be like, okay, yeah, let's turn up the heat. Like I, I was just starting to doubt my, my abilities, but like, yeah, I can do this. And it gets you to be more motivated because you see the vision and you believe it. But when you stop believing something, the vision starts to get cloudy and you don't realize it, but that motivation starts to go away. And then you're tired all the time. There's seasons of our life where we're like, wow, I'm like not tired at all. I'm so excited. Like when you're having the vision of something new, like I said, you're staying up late, you're waking up early, you're not even trying to, you're not even setting alarms, you're waking up before your alarm, you're 
you're staying up way later. You're getting the, the least amount of sleep you've ever gotten. And you're like on fire all day long because you see the vision. But that's why the biggest indicator, the biggest red flag that you're off your mission is when you're tired. When, and not when you're sick. Okay. And there's a reason. And I'm not saying hustle. Tired. It, it's not, it's, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can never, because I'm talking about like being still and relaxed and not busy. And you're laying on the couch with a book and you're in the bathtub watching a sermon and you're going for a walk. You're at the gym. You're making, you're making homemade food and listening to something you're um, this is like, I'm talking about slowing down too. But if you start to get tired where all you want to do is sleep, it's because you lost your vision. So wake up. You're not tired. You're just uninspired. That's the slogan to this whole call. You have to wake up your body and then wake up your mind and realize you're on a mission. Like you're a soldier out there. That you are the ones that are supposed to change the world. When I was watching Cowspiracy, I literally sat up and it, John hates watching stuff with me, by the way, because I'm the person that pauses the show every like 20 seconds to say something. And he's just like the opposite of me and doesn't really talk very much. And so he's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay, can we please play the show? I'm like, okay, sorry. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of, <laughs> it's like, so sometimes I'll just take the remote and be like, I got it. But I paused it and I sat up in bed and I said, oh my gosh. Because they were saying that, like, if people do not step up, the world is going to be destroyed. We've heard that from so many people, like in all different types of ways too, like through agriculture or through war or through disease or through climate control, like all of these things. Okay. Like we keep hearing the world could be destroyed. And yeah, if Jesus just, if God destroys it and Jesus comes back and we go up, like I'm all for it, but if things start going bad, it's because there's not enough people that are waking up to what's going on and starting to do what needs to be done. Like they say, like, if people just didn't eat as much meat, like the day they stopped all these things that started changing in the world and I eat meat. So this isn't like a go vegan thing, but they say that people don't do it they know they're like, yes, meat is not good for me. Meat is not good for the environment. I should stop eating meat. But there are addictions. It's what we like. And then when we watch this like drug documentary about Mexico and the US, like Mexico just making all of the drugs to sell to us. Like, and then all of our people are dying and it's like, they can't even, and then the cartel are just killing everyone and not everyone, but all the people in Mexico, all these deaths, like a hundred thousand people were killed last year because of the cartel in Mexico. And they have all these people, they're killing each other because they can't produce enough drugs for us to pay for. Like we're the ones that are causing the cartel to be killing people. Like wake up people. What are we doing? We're the ones that are killing our planet. We're the one, like we're doing it. And I've been feeling so ashamed to be a human lately. Like I'm embarrassed to be a human. I saw this guy follow on Instagram showing the people that are cutting off the horns of the rhinoceros because they can sell them for so much money 
because of COVID and all these stupid standards and stupid rules that there's no one going to, to these tourist cities anymore because they can't, because the government shut them down. And these people are trying to feed their families. They have children dying in their own houses because how they used to make a living has been gone because of some stupid political bullcrap. And so now their family's about to die. So they have no other option besides to figure it out. Like we're causing all of these problems. And I sat up to John and I'm like, you know what? My goal from this point forward is to motivate the people that will wake up and change the world because I can't do it. I can't change the world. I'm not passionate about some of these things the way you guys are. I, I didn't walk that journey. I don't know about that. I don't have thyroid disorders that led to weight loss and deteriorating health. Like I can't get in someone's face and relate to them about their health issues like you guys can or their passions or their hearts or a new ministry was just started in my church for families in the foster care system and adoption and to raise awareness of what is going on in our state. The woman was like, there is no reason why there should be any child in foster or in uh, or homeless or in the, in the system of having no one to foster them. There is no reason there are so many capable, able-bodied people in the state of Michigan that just don't know what they don't know. And we need to wake people up and show them that there's children out there that need us right now. And she started that and she's passionate about doing that. I couldn't do that. I'm a person who needs to wake up in that area. And so I just see the brokenness of this world and all of the things. And if I'm just, I just cannot help but think if every single person woke up to their calling and truly who God needs them to be, needs you to show up and do it. You're standing there saying, I'm ready. I'll do it. You just have to start doing it. If we all did that, can you even imagine how the world would be? Like, I, I can't even imagine how it would happen. If everyone really stepped into their calling and was motivated and believed what God said about their life and did it, the impact we would all make in our own little circles would just blow up. It would be all throughout the world. Just for showing up and being vulnerable on Instagram, you'll have people messaging you putting in your comments. And if you have started to get more vulnerable and open, you do have people opening up and saying stuff like that to you. You probably do have people that are like, thank you so much for posting this. This is exactly what I needed to hear. This is exactly where I was. This is, this is so great. Can you help me with this? I feel like God connected me to you. Like you will start to have people say this to you. And, and if you already have, then it means what you're doing is working. Now you need to turn up the volume turn up the boldness, turn up your belief, show up and go all in. Or if you're not getting that yet, you need to keep praying that God will allow you to be vulnerable and authentic in yourself and help you to see where you can be more vulnerable and open in your life. Because the vulnerability is what unlocks other people's prison doors. You have all the people in little caves with doors that are just appearing to be locked enclosed and they're not they're just kind of propped up and everyone's in their own cave like scared to death to come out and all you have to do is walk up and like push open the door and you're like oh and then it's all light and pretty and then there's the exit and you're like I can't believe I was just in this cave for so long I was just like scared to swing open the door this is crazy 
and you swing open the door and it's not at all what you thought it was going to be. It's not scary. You have the power to walk through it and to do whatever. So by you being vulnerable and saying, oh yeah, I was in a really dark place. I was talking about suicide. I was talking all kinds of crazy stuff. And then I realized it and this is what I did. And I moved out other people that hear your story that are in that place right now will be like, oh, the door isn't locked. I can just, oh, I can just unlock. I can just open this door because they know that other people are out there. Other people can help you feel so much better in where you are. That's why we're all together because we all need each other to be like, you can do this. You can do this. You were made for this. So if you are at a point, I don't want to push you if you're not ready, but if you're at a point where you can go and show your face, like talking, like you're in a video. So real IGTV live, Facebook live, whatever platform you're building on. If you are at that level where you can do that, I challenge you to do that more. Show up more. If you can't do that yet, because you're just not at that journey and that's okay, because every single person will, will have been there by the time they move forward. And if you're up here, you did start being scared to go live. You did start being scared to talk, to show your face, to get on stories. Like it's part of the journey. You'll grow out of it. You have to keep trying to grow out of it. Keep building that confidence. Um, realize that nobody's judging you like you think they are and just kind of get over that fear. Uh, start looking at other people's videos too and thinking if you're judging them as hard as they're probably judging themselves and you're probably not. Like you're like, oh, she's cute. Like, and you just like scroll past. You're not like, what is that thing in the background? What is that? Oh, it looks so bad. Oh my gosh, why'd she, why'd she do that with her eye? Why does she keep doing that? Like, you know, the only people that you know are like me, I'll look at myself and I'll be like, why does my one eye look so much bigger? Like, why is this eye so big and the other one? And I used to be like, I need to delete this. Like, I can't, nobody better ever see this because this is horrendous. And then I had to grow past it and realize that that was just the devil trying to get me to turn off my microphone. That's it. It's just the fear, the doubt, the confusion. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I want to do. God doesn't bring any confusion ever. So if you're confused, it's because the devil is trying to confuse you. Or God's trying to give you truth and the devil's trying to give you lies and you're trying to like, okay, like which one, how do they, and just think about that. Where am I confused at? That's coming from this. My challenge is to show up with your face more. I would say that you should try to show your face on your stories at least one time a day. Like your real face of you that day in your story, not like you did your makeup and your hair and you're perfectly ready and whatever. And just start. And maybe you start that way and then you slowly like get more comfortable. That's fine. But people need to see you living out your brand. Your brand is who you are and what you're doing on a daily basis. So it should be very easy to show people and to teach them. For me, I'm teaching people how to grow closer spiritually in order to really figure out who they are. So the more I grow spiritually, and then show people what I'm doing, the more that it works. So if you're trying to inspire other teachers to teach a certain way that you do, the more you teach that unique way and you show people, the more it'll impact them. 
if you're trying to help people save memories and become more creative and document what they're doing, the more you do that and show people, the more that that's going to happen. I have, I did a podcast once called, are you catfishing your followers? And it's a really good one about this, that there are a lot of people out there that have these brands that aren't really them. It's not, this isn't you. And I was, I was catfishing people without even realizing it of what I was talking about and what I was trying to do. It wasn't really, it really wasn't what to the core I was passionate about. It was what I thought was going to make me money and I needed money. And so I'm like, I'm going to talk about this because this is what will pay the bills. I guess I'll just do this. And so I showed up for so long talking about something and it worked. I mean, I grew followers, I grew an impact, but the more I became myself and I had people telling me like, you've really changed. And like saying it not like, wow, you've really changed. Like, you know, it was like, I don't know, you just changed. The people that were saying that it's because I was becoming more of myself and I was attracting a whole new group of people that were a lot like this person because I started to become authentic. So as you start to become authentic, because it happens, the world labels you, you don't know who you are, you know, you're this. And then as you start like shedding these layers, you might realize that the friends that you've been friends with for the last 20 years, it's just a little like off when you're with them. I always have to like throw myself into the real world. I have two friends that I've been friends with since um, one of them since third grade, the other one since seventh grade. And the three of us have been best friends since high school together with all of us. And so I always like go into the mix every like, I don't know, we try to get together like once a month, every other month. And every time we get together, it's just so crazy to me how how I don't even realize how the whole world is. I'm just in my own bubble of like my comparing myself to like my own family and like what God wants us to do and who I am. And, and then you, and then I'm with all of you guys that are also trying to like better yourselves and, and you believe in yourself and you believe that you're made for more and you're trying and you have all these things. And then you go out in the real world and you're like, whoa, people are crazy out here the things they say the things they believe in um like I heard someone at my uncle's funeral she was like oh yeah he's gonna die way before me um I know he won't even make it till he's 70 guarantee it I know it I, I tell him that all the time and I was like oh my gosh you should like not be saying that and she's like oh well I know it like he won't make it to 70 and he I'm like stop saying that. Like, why do you keep saying that about like, stop saying that? Like people don't even realize their words. And I'm like, okay, like we need some serious time. Like if you're saying this about something so precious, what else are you saying? And then not only what are you saying to yourself, what are you saying to your kids? Like, you can't do that. You'll never be good at that. You couldn't be, you're not good. Nobody's ever done that. Like, this is the message of the world. This is what people are saying. You might not realize it, but if you took a minute and stepped into the worldly friendships that you used to have or the way long back ago friendships you used to have, you will be like, this is, this is so sad. This is so sad because the world is doing this out of 
way more rapid rate than the group that you're with probably. And you have all of this inside of you that can impact them. Like don't ever underestimate your own impact. You may be little, you might be in a little town. You may feel like you really don't have a lot to offer or what you've been through is very specific, or you might not think that you'll ever open up about what you've been through. Or you may think that it's, it's never going to work out where you're on the other end, looking back at this, or you may never heal, or you may never grow past this, but you will, you will. And it's okay. If you don't believe in it, hang on to God's view and promise of you will get through it. And then the last thing I want to tell you is that I created two new highlights on my Instagram yesterday. One is called defeated and the other one is called promises. And I have made a dedication to myself that every single morning I am going to, and I, I made a bunch of them. So I have them all pre-done so I can just kind of post them in the morning, but every single morning I'm going to post either a scripture about defeating darkness or a scripture about promises. And at the bottom of them, it says defeated darkness or promises. So, you know, and these are all of the scriptures that I have in my um, three ring note cards that I can. So when I'm feeling like I'm in a moment of the valley and I feel like Satan and his minions are closing it around me, I can pull out these cards and it's all the things that say that God defeated darkness. Like I'm good back up. And as I read them, the devil does back up and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Also promises. When you start to feel like, are you going to do this? Are you sure this is going to happen? Like, are you sure I can trust you with this? I like to go in and read the promises of, yeah, this is what God said about us. So I'm going to post those. Those are going to be in my highlights. So if you don't want to turn it into like, um, Terry will probably turn it into like a scrapbook <laughs> of all these things. I would love that by the way, that would be so cool. Um, and if you do that and make that for me, I will shout you out on Instagram. So maybe that'll help start your business. Um, cause that would be so cool to have something like that. But, um, also like, you know, think about that for your own business, Terry, things that you could be making scrapbooks and selling for, but, um, if you aren't creative and you don't want to like turn it into something like that, you can just either save them into an album in your own phone, screenshot them and save them in your album. Or just go to my highlight when you feel like you're in those places and you need to read that and just have that as your place where you can go. So this is something that I've been wanting people. I've been looking for someone who's created this so that I could just buy it or take it. And I haven't found anyone who does this. So I'm kind of just trying to like make shift it as they go. And I'm sure I know that there's other people that are wanting the same type of words to just affirmations to just repeat and to recite in those places. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.